podcast one production. There's often a misnomer that positive leadership is just about being happy in the workplace. It actually really means treating people with dignity and respect. I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, as well as 11 of the top ASX listed companies. And this is Fast Track. Today, how to be a positive leader with Joanna Boundy, Chief Marketing Officer of Qantas Loyalty. There are thousands of books, lots of podcasts, lots of LinkedIn articles and blogs which often tell us conflicting views on how to be a good leader. And frankly, there's not a lot that's really new. In my opinion, the most important thing to focus on is what we call positive leadership. And that actually has its origins in positive psychology. It's the leadership of possibilities, not of fear. And it's the leadership of solutions, not of focusing on problems. We're going to fast track in the next 20 minutes with my guest, Joanna Boundy, who heads one of the world's leading loyalty programs as a chief marketing officer with Qantas. Joe, you lead over 70 people. You've got an MBA. You are exposed to so many businesses with leaders heading up marketing businesses and others. What is your experience of leadership and the state of leadership in our world at the moment? Yeah, I think, Margie, there's never been a more exciting and challenging time for leaders in business. We are living in a very different world today and a world that is shrinking with globalisation. So leaders need to have a global mindset. We've got massive demographic changes in cultures and ages working within uh, the, the workplace. We've got rapid advancements within technology. We've got increasing customer demands. And all of that means that Uh, leaders of today really need to have a deep understanding of um, not only cultures and individuals, but also tools, applications, processes, technologies. So I feel like there's, it, there really has never been a more exciting time to be a leader. And historically, where leadership was probably more focused around IQ, today's leaders really need to be anchored as well in EQ principles, which is why positive leadership and having an understanding of positive leadership is so critical in today's workplace. Fantastic. But Joe, what is positive leadership? I mean, I've talked a little bit about this idea of positivity through positive psychology and, and looking at solutions rather than fear-based leadership. How do you categorise positive leadership? Yeah, so I think leadership uh, really is about how you influence and motivate people. And if you think about influencing and motivating people and getting the very best out of people, you need to do that by being positive. So I think it's it's very obvious that whether you're in the workplace or, you know, a personal environment, no one ever thrives when they're being put down. So just as positive psychology ta- teaches us, being positive is critical in order to get the very best out of someone. So it's critical in the workplace. We all know that when you're in a bad mood, someone's mood can absolutely impact others. And as a leader, it's really important to understand that your mood and how you behave around other people can impact others. So positive leadership to me is all around um, how you motivate people, how you influence people and how you get the very best out of people uh, through, through a positive mindset. 
Okay, so sometimes that's hard. You know, we've heard about this idea of waking up in a morning, you're exhausted, you might have travelled around the world, particularly you, you've travelled around the world, and you... Um, you know, have lots and lots of increasing demands, as you described earlier in the beginning when we're talking about leadership. How do you actually remain and contain this sort of um, positive frame of mind when you're leading so many people? You're right. Uh, it's it's not always easy. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there. You You have to actually be acutely aware of not only your own mood, but also the moods of others. Um, so so one of the, the critical areas in being a positive leader is being mindful of mood. Uh, if you're stressed out, you actually need to take time out to breathe and reset yourself uh, and address your own negative moods because they can create a lot of tension for others and that therefore exacerbates and it can, can create a really unpleasant working environment. Uh, but on the flip side, you also need to be acutely aware of the moods of your team members. Uh, and I think that's where this EQ piece comes into play, having self-awareness of your own mood, but also understanding how others are feeling. Uh, I guess, you know, when you're when you're asking about how I manage um, or at least try and approach pos- positive leadership, the number one rule that I live by is to treat people with dignity and respect. And I think that's really important to anchor not only in your personal life, but very much so in your professional life. Uh, so that includes being present. Uh, it includes um, being respectful of people. It includes making sure that you're having open and honest conversations with you. I think there's often a misnomer that positive leadership is just about being happy in the workplace. Uh, It's absolutely not that. It doesn't mean, you know, sugarcoating things and shying away from difficult conversations. It actually really means treating people with dignity and respect and having open and honest conversations that are both positive and productive because people people don't want things to be sugar-coated. They want to be able to understand uh, their strengths but also their weaknesses and to understand how they can improve as well. Yeah, that's great, Joe. You've heard me talk a bit about this idea of clarity and connection in the workplace and I think they really underpin this idea of positive leadership. Just back to your point about the mood and the viral nature of moods, there was a study done a number of years ago where they put people in um, to watch a really scary movie and their cortisol levels rose really dramatically. And then they took those people after they watched a scary movie into a room full of people who had previously low cortisol and were calm. And the cortisol levels of the people who hadn't seen the scary movie went up dramatically, almost as much as the people who had seen the scary movie. So in fact, it is, yeah, yeah, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? It's what they say is it's viral. I mean, the the cortisol levels of someone who thinks they're allergic to a cat and someone who is, is allergic to a cat is exactly the same. And you can you can certainly see that uh, play out in business. And I know myself, I've seen in many organisations with which I've worked in, when when the business itself is thriving and prospering, the positive mood throughout the business means that there is a can-do attitude and, you know, you see that flywheel creates and you start running, you know, on the momentum and, and it's more and more successful. And then on the flip side, when times are tough, that negativity is you know, as you say, it's viral, it's almost pervasive and it's really hard to break that, which again is why when as a leader, whether the, the, the going is good or bad, you really have to make sure you're focusing on your own mood in order to get the very best out of your people. So I get in the shower in the morning and I 
check in what's going on in my head and whether that's going to serve me well in the day. What are a couple of things that you do to help yourself stay on track and be deliberate and considered about the way you're leading in a day? Isn't isn't the shower a wonderful place for reflection? Uh, it's it's probably uh, my a few brief moments that I get each day uh, as well. Uh, Personally, exercise is really critical for me. Uh, I find that exercise is a wonderful way of enhancing your mood. It's it's nature's adrenaline shot, uh, and you know, obviously, many hormones are released when you uh, exercise. And I find that exercise is a great way of managing stress. It's also a way of providing that reset for your own body so that you can manage mood. And depending on the exercise, there's a a lot of exercise where you can actually meditate and take the time to actually reflect. Um, I do a lot of swimming and running and yoga, and there's moments within that practice where you can actually reflect and and think about the day that's been, think about what's worked and what hasn't worked, and then think about your own areas of improvement. I'm also a big believer of the third space and taking time out um, in between work life and also personal life um, in order just to reflect uh, on incidences from the day that's been. And you can almost have little micro reflections. Uh, my world is, is, I'm assuming like like many of your listeners, my world is filled with meetings all day, every day. And I find it really important to take a few moments out in between each meeting to make sure that you're completely present when you're in the meetings that you're going to and you're present around your team members and that you that creates a really positive environment because you're actually leaning in and paying attention. I think being present is critical because it means that you're actually there for others. Uh, and, you know, again, that helps control your own mood as well. This idea of focusing on solutions and not problems means not that we ignore problems, but just that we're actually looking for solutions and looking at for how. Is that part of your philosophy as well? Uh, yes, I, I I do believe that it's critical to have solutions and it's all about finding positive, you know, it's about finding problem solving and finding the right outcomes. That said, I do believe that there is value in retrospectives. I believe that looking at why things went wrong uh, in a positive frame, you know, it's not about uh, a witch hunt or identifying who uh, or or what went wrong, but more so the how something went wrong, um, because I I think it's really important that people learn from their mistakes. And again, if you're not taking those learnings, then you can't continue to progress. You can't keep challenging yourself. You can't keep getting better. So I do believe that it's important to have an element of reflection, but to frame it in the right way so it's not uh, pointed or, or negative, that there's actually positive outcomes that come from those retrospectives. Joe. I, you know, really respect the way that you lead, but where did you learn the leadership values of positive leadership? Uh, Look, I was very lucky uh, to be raised in a family that always told me you can. Um, So I've always been a a fairly confident and self-assured individual, both in my personal life, and I also took that to the workplace. But it's probably just through experience. You know, you can read hundreds of textbooks and, you know, having recently completed my MBA, there's courses upon courses about how to be a good leader and lots of theory. But 
I genuinely believe that it's until you get into the workplace and you start to have managerial responsibilities, or even if you don't have direct reports, your interactions with colleagues and peers, that you start to hone the skills around uh, around good leadership. And there's no blueprint. There's, there's no right or wrong way. You have to find what works for you. And you have to be, the key to successful leadership is it has to be authentic. It has to be true to who you are as well. So for me, it's been nearly 20 years of honing interactions with colleagues, uh, not always getting it wrong, uh, but being aware enough to be able to reflect and articulate when I didn't get it right, and then learning from from those reflections as well. Have you got any thoughts, Joe, about that first time you started to lead? Can you remember anything that happened in your first management experience? Yeah, my first management, I'm casting my mind back to my time in London when I was still very green and I was working for a public relations agency and I was promoted at quite a young age and I was managing uh, a number of people in my team who were quite a bit older than me and that in itself was uh, quite confronting not just for me but I I think also for the employees in the team as well and I I remember how difficult it was but I I actually think part of the issue was I got too fixated myself on the awkwardness of it Um, and I probably created it into more of an issue in my own head than it really was and it took me a long time to actually be able to work through the fact that it was my issue not their issue and really then distill what I was meant to be doing as a leader and a manager and to be honest I probably wasn't being a very good leader I was probably being a lot more of a manager but I often reflect back on that experience. There was, it, it continued for a number of years and there was also a performance management element uh, for one of the individuals in the team, which I found incredibly confronting. And I often reflect back on what that experience was like and what I learned from it. And again, when that individual, that individual actually ended up leaving the company post the performance management. And at the end, the individual said to me, I know that this didn't work out, but I want to thank you for how you treated me throughout this process. And that's really helped form my own views and philosophies around leadership. And I I mentioned it earlier on, but treating people with dignity and respect is the foundation of good leadership. And it means that you're respecting individuals. And no matter what the outcome, even if it's a challenging conversation, both entities still get something out of it. And again, it goes back to this point around positive leadership. So Joe, positive leadership, how, how do we hone this skill? How do we learn more about it? Any tips from you? I believe it's a skill that needs to continue to be honed. So with self-reflection, uh, time and investment in both yourself and also within your team members, you can get better at being positive. Uh, and not not shying away from the reality of it. You know, be, be mindful when things don't go well and, and really lean in and stare into why they didn't go well. But I do think it's important to remember that if you tell someone they can, they will. If you tell someone they can't, can't it's likely that they won't. So you really just need to keep watering the tree and investing in not only yourself and your own leadership style, but very much so the people that you're leading, because that's the number one role of a leader is to get the very best out of their team members. 
Joe, I have loved today's conversation. The idea about mood and being really responsible for the way you show up every day with your people. Um, the importance of holding the mirror up and having self-reflection, knowing that mistakes are part of the journey and actually this idea of leading with possibilities and not with fear. Joe, it's been really great to talk to you. Thank you. So remember, when you need to be inspired, when you need to make an impact, when you need to make a difference, be a positive leader and make good choices. Fast Track is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Australia. The producer is Brooke Carrigan, audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au.